Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Black Girl Going Afterthoughts. I, of course, am your host, Amara, and I am here with my husband and my co-host, Jason. What's going on, y'all? So I guess I should start off this episode of Afterthoughts by apologizing because uh, Afterthoughts has been late the past three weeks mm-hmm. and um, I kind of just been ignoring it like it's not been late, but it's been late. So I guess I should start this episode by apologizing for All right, so, three weeks in a row, but, Afterthoughts but, coming out on Friday instead of Thursday as expected. But the boys are home. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. um, Yeah, summer is summer is a little summer's a different vibe. If you got kids, you guys know that summer's a different vibe. You know, sometimes they're in summer camp. This summer, my kids are not in summer camp. Um, We made a decision just to not do the summer camp thing this this summer. Um, So they're home with with mommy, and that's a whole different ballgame. So my weeks are a little thrown off. My my life is a little thrown off right now. So. Um, I apologize, but we're still getting them to you. You know, we're not not getting them to you. Yeah. Getting afterthoughts. So, uh, but I just thought like you know I should address the elephant in the room because I just keep putting them out on Friday. Like nah. this is just normal, and I know people are like, "Girl, it's Friday." These are, you know? these, are these are patient, and you didn't say anything. People, like, you didn't say I think anything. they, I think they got. Yeah. It. So I just wanted to make sure I, I just wanted to say that to y'all. So anyway, we're back. Um, it is uh, Friday, but we're back. Uh, this week, we did a update episode. And this is like the first time we've ever actually done an update episode. Now, we've done the um, Reloaded, where we've brought episodes back that we wanted people to hear again. But they didn't necessarily have updates. We just wanted to tell people, you know, what was going on or not, not you, or or to, to bring the story back for people, new listeners. Yeah. Just to remind people, things like that, right, about the story. This particular... Um, episode this week, 
we brought it back because there was an update. And, you know, the original story that we did was in December of 2021. And I didn't, you know, I, I felt like the story was still relevant to the, to this, to what happened. Um, and we just kind of did the update from the beginning so people knew that Unique's killer has been convicted. And so, you know, but it was just a little different vibe than than anything that we normally have done before is the first time where we had an update episode like that. Um, so, yeah, so it was just, you know, a little different this week. Well, I think the timing was perfect. Yeah. And um, I think that um, it's a good thing that the story was told and it, uh, it's a story that now has a conclusion, man. Yeah, it has like, a conclusion. And, and, and this happens. And, and, but these, here's these the thing th- about Unique Story, and this is ahead. one of the other reasons why, you know, it's a story that I, the, the reason why it was good to not only do the update, but also bring the episode back up was because of the fact that we do have that closure with the conviction, but there's a part of Unique Story where there is no closure because her body has never been found. You know, so there's like, it's like this, it's it's this two sides to the story where obviously none of it is good or happy. There's no happy ending here. Unique was taken from her family. So there's, whether her killer was caught, that's just justice. That's yeah, not a happy yeah. ending. Um, but even with that, even with that justice, Unique's body has never been found. And so her family has never been able to, you know, find her, bring her back home, give her a um, a, a, a funeral, uh, you know, have a place to go and visit, you know, a, a grave, those type of things. And so that element of her story is still kind of, you know, it's un, undone, un, you know, a mystery, yeah. as I should, you know. So. All right, well, let's go ahead and give a recap. <clears throat> uh, you go ahead and give a recap of yeah, um, so her story. Just a little brief re- recap. We did this week, we brought the story back of Unique Harris, um, like I said, we originally did the episode, um, we recorded the original episode back in December of 2021. Um, Unique was a 24-year-old mother who was living in Washington, D.C., um, and she disappeared on October 10th, 2010. She was home with her sons and her um, her little cousin. They'd had a movie night, um, but when the kids woke up the next morning, Unique was gone, and no one ever saw Unique again. Um, they searched for Unique. Uh, her mother, Valencia, was relentless in her efforts to find her daughter. She, you know, people in D.C. remember, you know, who were in there, who were in D.C. at that time, you know, in that area, remember Valencia. She was passing out flyers. She was doing whatever she could, talking to media, anybody who was willing to talk to her to bring attention to the fact that her daughter was missing. But unfortunately, Unique was never found. Now, uh, in 2020, uh, Isaac Moy was identified as a suspect and subsequently was arrested and charged with Unique's murder. Uh, a combination of DNA evidence and GPS monitor, a GPS monitor that he was wearing, uh, gave police enough probable cause, enough evidence to arrest him. And uh, when we covered the story, Isaac was still awaiting trial. Now, fast forward to June 2023, Isaac Moy has now been convicted of second-degree murder of Unique Harris. And 
Mind you, this is, of course, a second-degree murder conviction without a body, which is a very um, difficult type of case to prosecute. And like I said in the episode in the beginning, it just kind of lets you know how much evidence um, they had against him. But uh, just as the recap, that was the that was the story this week about about Unique Harris and um, what ultimately happened to her. Now, obviously, we don't even still to this day know all of the details about what happened to Unique. But um, Unique is, you know, it's been 13 years and Unique's killer has been convicted. Okay, so Isaac Moy, um, I looked up some information because I was looking up, uh, because I was looking up information in regards to the, you know, the case. And um, he had been in, a, like, a lot of other situations mm-hmm. since 2010 um, when Unique was, um, when, when Unique went missing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just, you know, to me it was just weird that, you know, it's it kind of took this long for the whole situation to, come to what it, you know, is now him yeah. being, you know, sentenced um sentence and um getting mm-hmm. ready to face that. But I really I really feel like, you know, this situation is like so weird with that type of evidence. Not ev- evidence towards anything you know he did in that case. Yeah. But just n- nobody Overall. watching yeah, nobody just watching his pattern. Yeah, I think of, that too. I mean you no know, just and, and and I'm just saying just as far as what the facts say mm-hmm. and you know in his rec in his and the record of of what he's, you know, things that he's done. Yeah, you know I mean? no, for sure. I thought the same thing. I mean, I think, so we know, we know that he had the GPS monitor on when, um, when this happened to Unique, because that's how they were able to trace his mo- his movements. So he obviously had been convicted of something because he's wearing, right. a, a, and, you know, when I'm saying GPS monitor, for, you know, in layman's terms, we're talking about like a, a house arrest, yeah, house arrest yeah, monitor, yeah, so. um, which... Yeah, I don't, which also is like usually when you're a house arrest, usually and there's isn't there a a, a curfew like yeah. the fact that he was at her house and like at late at night I mean, that, that, that I mean, seems like a violation. Yeah, it was, he, he was already in violation because right. what's the point of a house arrest monitor if you can just go over some girl house at eleven thirty at night? Ain't the right. point that you you only really allowed to go to work and then that's pretty much yeah, it and you're on. supposed to be in the house at seven yeah. p.m. or whatever whatever it is that your schedule is. So yeah, so they that's how they were able to. Um, you know, that was part of the evidence that they used in in arresting him and convicting him. But like you said, I think that it's very interesting that it took so long. Like, if you listen to the episode, um, you you know that from what from what I was able to find about, you know, the case and what happened, they had interviewed Isaac Moy early on. He was someone that they had yeah. identified early on. Yeah, they had talked that. to him. Um, and they had talked to him multiple times. The fact that his record, the fact that he had an ankle monitor on, you know, all of these things, I don't know why they weren't able to um, hone in on him early, earlier. I don't know why it took so many years for them to be able to, you know, arrest him. The other thing that I thought was interesting along that same line was the fact that they had DNA because they were able to connect his DNA to DNA that was found on the couch, which prosecutors said was semen that had been identified as semen. And they would have found that right away. And so I'm trying to figure out how were they not, how do they not link that back to Isaac Moy, who had a record? And my yeah. my um 
assumption, obviously this is an assumption, is that his DNA was in the system because isn't he hasn't he already been arrested multiple yeah. times? And he had been uh, um one of wasn't one of them a sex crime? Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was so talking about somebody who's already been been arrested at least uh, at least arrested for a sex yeah, crime. I, I, so you would think I that his DNA up, but... would be in the system for them right. to test. So and I think I asked that question in the episode, like, well, why didn't they test if they had the DNA then? Why didn't they test the DNA then? I don't know. You know, you, you don't, you, as somebody who obviously, obviously, I don't know how to say obviously, who wasn't a part of the investigation, I couldn't tell you what the police were doing or what happened or what the timeline was or what the series of events were. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, you, you, part of you wants to be like, well, they probably weren't putting that much energy into it, and that's why. But I can't say that for sure because I don't, I really don't know. You know what I mean? But it is very strange that they had all of these things, they had this person, and it wasn't until years later that they were able to really connect the dots. And you know, like I said, absent the DNA evidence, I could see how they weren't able to be like, oh, he's the guy. But the fact that they had the DNA evidence, to me, is a is a is really is it's very interesting. I should yeah. say. <laughs> Let me yeah, just use definitely. the word. Let me just use that word. <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting, interesting that it took yeah. them so long to arrest Isaac Moy, you know, and then you know ultimately convict him of. Yeah. I just murder. thought I just thought it was something. Yeah, that was, it was very, um, it was very, very strange. Yeah, very strange. I don't know what the what the reason was, but you know, we're not cops, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I I also wanted to uh, discuss the location of uh, where uh, Unique lived yeah, and um, where she went missing. Mm-hmm. Now, I looked up the street mm-hmm. um, in Washington, mm-hmm. and it looked like, to me, I don't know if this was there. Um, Back then? To, yeah, uh, so 13, 13, 13 years, years, years ago. So the 2400 block of Hartford Street um, in, in uh, southeast Washington, D.C., but it looks like it's a lot of buildings there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. looks like it's some area. Like even it's busy. It, yeah, you know, like just even yeah. it would just be busy all types, of, all times, it would, all yeah, all types of night. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I don't know. You know, like I said, we always talk about the fact that like we're from Philly, and you know, like you know, bigger cities um, obviously tend to have more activities at night than you know your small towns or your smaller cities. I don't know what DC is like, and so you know. You, those who live in DC could probably obviously um speak more to what DC is like. You know, I get the impression, and this is just from me having been to DC a few times. I've been to DC yeah. several times, I should say, because you know, we're only in Philly, we're two hours away from you guys. So I've been to DC several times. We've hung out in DC. I don't yeah. get the impression that DC is one of those like all-night cities. I just don't. That's just my impression. Like I said, I could be wrong. I do not live there. So if you guys are going to get in the comments like, that's not true, we be, uh, then I'm wrong. But I'm just saying, from my impression, and especially because it's not as big of a city as as Philadelphia or New York or Chicago or Los Angeles. It's It's not that big of a city. So it's a major city, but it's not a big city in terms of, in comparison to the cities that, you know, like I just said. So it's, I don't know, you know, like you said, like, were there, are there people that are out all night? And, and even if they are, 
they're they're more likely than not the kind of people that are going to willingly talk to the police about something that they saw. You know, those type of things factor in. I, I, again, we're talking 13 years ago. We're not talking about uh, that long ago. So it's not that long. To 13 years, 2010. It's not that long ago. But, you know, things could be different then than they are now. So that, you know, that could be a possibility. The other thing that I know from doing the episode and the research from the episode was that because of this, the kind of building that it was, it just wasn't the, you know, wasn't, you know, some high rise, you know, condominium. It was just, you know, it was an apartment building in Southeast DC. There were no working surveillance cameras. I don't believe there was like a buzzer system situation. I think you could just kind of like, people just kind of walk in and out. That's the kind of impression that I got. Um, so yeah, you know, and I think like your question, like even is about like, I think we can assume that whatever happened to Unique happened to her in her apartment. Right. But obviously he had to take her out of that apartment. And that's when you would say, well, nobody saw him taking her out. And I mean, and the possibility, look, no, maybe not. Because there was was no blood. It was no blood. There was no blood. Yeah. So, you know, we could be dealing with um, a strangulation, asphyxiation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, they don't. That's that type of of death where he he strangled her and now she you know what I mean. Um, I have to look up again and see how big Unique was. You know what I mean. But it's not unlikely that people stuff people into suitcases. People stuff people into containers. It happens all the time. You know what I mean. Unique had just moved into the apartment, and so there might have been containers that she had been using to transport clothes and items. He could have put her in one of those. You know what I mean? Like, that type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he just threw her over his shoulder and carried her out of the apartment. Uh, He he, he made mention of the fact that, you know, they were never going to find her body because he did it the quote-unquote right way. So this is someone who would have thought about it. You know what I mean? Like, would have... Obviously, because he didn't just kill her and then leave her in the apartment. That's the other thing that I thought was interesting, that he removed her body from the apartment. Because nobody saw what happened. The children were asleep. One of the children, who obviously ends up identifying him, does remember waking up and seeing him. Because that's how they kind of end up piecing it all together. But he doesn't recall... He doesn't say, well, I saw him doing he just remembers him being at the apartment so again i just thought that that was another you know interesting part of the story was that he got rid of of the body that he took the body with him that he didn't just kill her and leave her in the apartment but he also cut out a piece of fabric from the couch that's what i'm saying you know what i mean like this yeah, is somebody who's yeah, not yeah. just like doing stuff no, this is somebody who's thinking like he right. knows there's dna in the couch he cuts the pieces of the fabric of the couch. Yeah, like most people wouldn't wild. even think about something yeah. like that. You and you talk about you talking about yeah. a, 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 something that just happened, some spur right. of the moment thing, and you're in you're in panic mode. You're right. gonna leave. Right. He, he no, covered, he stayed. He, covered every he covered his base. He tried. Yeah. To, he tried at least cut the yeah. fabric out of the couch. So, like I said, it's not unlikely that he then also would have figured out. Okay, I have to figure out a way to conceal this body to get it out of here to go and bury it or throw it over a bridge or whatever it is that he did with it. So, yeah. Well, um, going forward, I mean, I saw uh, Unique's mother's uh, reaction um, to the yeah. I posted it on, yeah, on Instagram. And 
it it was funny because uh, she kind of already said that she knew like you know this day was coming. Well, so um, I think you that, say you were, you turn I turned you into my prey. You turned my daughter into your prey. I turned you into my yeah. prey. And I think this, you know, wow. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, because she's she saw she saw what some people. You know, maybe didn't see. Yeah, and she has so. what so many people. You know, everybody doesn't have what Unique's mother has. That that spirit, that drive. Yeah. Um, she was not going to allow number one her daughter to be forgotten, and then once Isaac Moy was arrested, she was not going to allow um, for him to get away with what he had done to her daughter. That was just. That was just that. And, you know, I have so much respect and admiration for Valencia because oh, it's unimaginable man. what definitely. she went through. You know what I mean? Like, what she, what she has gone through. And like I said, and you're talking about a woman who lost her child and, all, and, and even after all of this time still doesn't really know what happened to her daughter. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't know. She hasn't been able to find her body. She hasn't, none of that. You know what I mean? So there's, a that, that that's, that's, incomplete as part of the a part of this story but like i said she's never um wavered in her efforts she's you know she showed up like i said she would any anybody that would talk to her whether they were a little youtube channel or a podcast she was talking to everyone she was getting the story out there she was passing out flyers I mean, she was doing everything that she could to bring awareness to the fact that her daughter was missing and trying to get information um and you know, it's it's what you is it's the type of passion that you really need in these type of situations. But sadly, and as somebody who's never been through this and, and can't, you know, speak to it, I know that there are people out there who just everybody's not built like that. You know what I mean? And so right. it's not like, oh, well, if you ain't doing this, then you don't care as much. That's that's not true. No. There are there everybody's just not everybody's yeah. everybody deals with grief. Differently. differently, and it's a grief. You yeah. you are lost. You've lost your child. Yeah, I can't I imagine. We're parents. We can't imagine our children. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? Like you just you just disappearing and never seeing them again. And you have no idea what happened. It's a grief, yeah. and so everyone handles grief differently. And so everybody, some people are able to channel their grief in ways like uh, Valencia was into activism and into you know speaking out and but everybody is not built like that yeah um you know but that doesn't make their uh stories any less valid or what happened to their loved ones you know sometimes i'm like well where's the family well everybody's not like that you know what i mean yeah, like you definitely. can't where's nope. the family some people are private some people don't some people just don't know how to do it so yeah yeah so um as far as questions we didn't do questions this week, no. Um, but this was just a story, yeah. Because it know, wasn't. I didn't. I feel like this probably wasn't really a lot of questions because we no, don't know what happened. I mean, yeah, you know? and we and I. I think that it's, this may be a situation where, uh, maybe you know, in a few weeks when the sentence, uh, the sentencing is yeah. done, yeah. Um, you know, we follow back up and just yeah. you know touch base where where it is now. Mm-hmm. I I know that I saw before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of uh, motions to <laughs> dismiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty and I, pretty I mean, difficult. I, I mean, I saw a lot of. I mean, but just like it. it well, and that's and that's because like, and and I think that's because the prosecution was presenting a very circumstantial case. They do not have a body, 
And it's very, very, very hard to convict a person on a murder charge without a body because you can't prove to the to the um, jury that the person is even dead. That's the first burden of proof is that this person is actually dead. Yeah. Without a body, there's always this quote-unquote reasonable doubt that, well, maybe they're not dead. Maybe she's not really dead. And then so how can you convict him of murder if she's not really dead? So, yeah, there's in a case like this, I would have assumed that there was going to be a bunch of motions to dismiss, um, that they were going to challenge evidence that was being introduced, all those type of things, because all they needed was one little thing. All they needed was a jury, one jury, two jurors, to see that, one little thing, you know what I mean? And now you got a mistrial, or now yeah. you got a acquittal. Well, or... they, well, I did see that the last um, update was that they did file for a, a mistrial, but mm-hmm. it was denied. Denied, yeah. yeah. Well, and he was convicted. One thing that I wanted to say real quick, and this is something I just thought was interesting. I have no idea what Isaac Moy looks like. I have not been able to find one single picture of him. Yeah. I know that he's black based on his booking info. It says black male and his age. But I don't know if he's light skin, dark skin, curly hair, braids, dreadlocks, muscles, fat, skinny. I have no idea what he looks like. And I just thought that was really weird because normally they got the suspect as soon as they they have the mugshot all over the news. Right there. I even checked um, a site where you can look at, you know, like the uh, prisoner information. There's no mugshot attached to his file. I, mm. That's something that is very, very strange to me. I don't understand that. And like I said, I, every single case that I've covered, and I will literally, like, I, I can, I could probably say that every single case that I've covered where there has been someone that has been found or arrested, there's a picture. There's a picture. The fact that there's no picture of Isaac Moy is just like, and I didn't realize that wow. back when I first did the episode because I wasn't really looking for a picture of him. But, when I put together the video for YouTube, check our YouTube page. Shout out to our YouTube page. Yeah. You know, we're over on YouTube too. Um, I was putting the video together for our YouTube page. I was looking for a picture of Isaac for the video. Okay. Could not find it. So I just want, I was, I, I just, I wanted to say that because I talked to you guys about the episode. So <laughs> I had to tell somebody. But yeah, I just thought that was really, I don't know why. Don't know why. Um, if you're able to find it, maybe you're able, you know, a little bit better at that type of thing. I'm usually pretty good. I usually can find anything. Um, so I just have assumed that the picture does not exist. Like, well, and the well, news, I well, feel like the news well, would have at least. Well, if you can, if you if couldn't I can't find, find it, nobody can find it. <laughs> it can't be done. No. Um, but yeah, no, I've just like I've not been able to find it. I thought that was really weird that there's no. Um, I also didn't see any. Well, I would, he was already in jail, so I say there's like no footage of him that, the, in the going in and out of the courtroom. But he wouldn't have been doing that because he was already in custody, yeah. and there was no. Um, I didn't haven't seen any video from inside the courtroom, so I don't think it was um, a taped or there was videos inside the courtroom. So yeah. So as of right now, we I don't even know what Isaac Moy looks like, but uh, but we do know that he is in jail and that he will be being sentenced. Um, that it was, you know, only a second degree murder charge, so it carries a lesser sentence, and there is a possibility for uh, parole for him. But as of right now, we um, will be hoping that he gets the maximum of the forty years, and that eventually he his conscience will, uh, after this conviction, now that he's been, you know, spent some years in jail, maybe his conscience will allow him to tell 
Unique's family exactly what happened and what he did with her body. But, you know, only time will tell. So that's pretty much it for this week. Um, I think we kind of covered all the things that we wanted to cover about Unique's story. Like I said in the beginning, it was really just um, our... um, it was just us just bringing the story back because of the update and making sure that people heard the update. Um, and if people had never heard Unique's story, actually listened to her story and kind of listened to how we actually got to this point of Isaac Moy being convicted. So, yeah, as always, I thank you guys so much for listening to Afterthoughts. I, again, apologize for, you know, the three weeks in a row late, but... We're back. We're here. Um, and we will be back again next week, of course, with a brand new episode of Black Girl Gone. And then back again with another Afterthoughts. So um, have a great weekend and we will talk to you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.